Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. You get to heaven, there are two things that are going to be assessed about you for the long eternity. Number one is how much, where's my Bible, how much you have done. Are you with me? Number one is how much and number two is what kind of work you have done for the Lord. Amen. Alright. Turn with me to Luke chapter 19. How much you have done for the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then what kind of work you have done for the Lord. Now are you with me? Luke chapter 19. Luke 19. Are you with me? Alright. Verse 12. And he said therefore a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. Verse 15. Are you with me in Luke chapter 19? Verse 15. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know what? Know what? Circle those two words. How much? Every man had gained by trading. Amen. Amen. Now let me say something I don't often say now these days. God will judge you also by how much you have done. Yeah. Kathy, how much you've done. He says, he gave him the talents, he went away, and he said he's come back to assess how much he's done. How much he's done. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Kojo, you are going to be assessed on how much you've done. That's, 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 that's the reality. So, you may, you may be happy with your church in the Bronx. You get it? And you may think that, you know, God is really moving. And that God has done the impossible and the greatest. The whole place is full. People are coming. Things are different. People are blessed. The anointing is flowing. When I preach, people tell me afterwards that we were blessed. They bring cake, (laughs) toffee. They give you gifts, blessings. And you are happy. This is a deception of most of us. You know that if it was how much, if it was contentment, Look at me. How much have I done? I'm not, I'm not even 40 years old. Yeah. I've preached to thousands. I've led so many people to Christ. Recently I was in Commonwealth Hall in the University of Ghana preaching again at a takeoff. Oh man. I was, I was in a Volta Hall and I was in Commonwealth Hall. I often meet people who tell me I gave your life to, I gave my life to Christ when you preached, including this pastor Kojo here. He said it on Sunday. Yeah, I meet people. So I, I gave my life to Christ at takeoff, a program we have in the universities. How much? I've got one of the biggest churches in my city, and I've got more churches than anybody, than almost all these charismatic people who came around when we were there. Oh, yeah. We have, we have established, we have established, we have, uh, about, uh, 
something, about 70 churches in Accra. We are going into more churches in the city. Everywhere you see a lighthouse church. I've written more books than anybody that I know in my own Ghanaian uh, context. Amen. I've written Mega Church, Lay People, and the Ministry, Loyalty and Disloyalty. I've written another book, Ministerial Ethics, Leaders and Loyalty. I've written minist- uh, Seven Great Principles, Frugality, Prodigality, All About Fornication, Beauty, Forgiveness Made Easy, The Strange Woman, Bury Food After Your Own Kind, Born Again, where did they go? Anakazo, mega church, catching the anointing, leaders and lawyers, transform your pastoral ministry, backsliding, develop your sense, Solomonic success, supernatural power, 100% answered prayer, strategies for prayer, name it, claim it, and take it. I've written a whole lot of books. <laughs> so if, if I'm going to use that to, to relax or to rest, you get, I've got enough signals to, to relax. Even my books, I'm getting, I'm even getting a degree at the university. The university is giving me a degree for uh, a, a, a doctorate. Not, a, not an honorary doctorate, a, a real doctorate. Doctor of philosophy for my writings. Yeah, my writings are my work, or my PhD. Yeah, the same university that I attended to become a doctor. Yeah, so what else is there? We Bible school. We got the largest Bible school in the country. Oh yeah, the largest Bible school in our country. Place for over five, and we can actually keep about one thousand people living there. Yeah. You talk about buildings. Oh man, we have buildings all. As when I go back to Accra by God's grace, nobody knows what tomorrow is bringing back <laughs> by God's grace. When I go back, I'm going to I'm going to Tamale in the north of Ghana to dedicate. Uh, they are building. They have done it, roofed it, big church building. It's there. And buildings all over the place. And London, we are just paying, going to buy our building with cash. 1.1 million pounds. Yeah. No mortgage. No mortgage. Mortgage is not a house. When you have a mortgage, don't tell me you have a house. Tell me you have a contract. You've agreed to work for somebody for some years. <laughs> <laughs> when the when the mortgage is paid, then you have a house. Is that also? Yeah. It's owned by the bank. <laughs> Amen. So travels, I've traveled to Korea, to Malaysia. I'm going from here. I'm going to, I've been invited. They are paying for me to come there. To the largest uh, church in, in, in Malaysia. And are gathering all the pastors of the Assemblies of God for me to preach to them from Monday to Thursday next week. Oh yeah. Yongicho wrote a foreword for my new book. He wrote a foreword. When he read I was I was surprised at what, what, they, what they had written. But I got a new book for more new books coming. And he wrote this for quite a big book that's coming out. I was quite surprised. So I recommend this book highly. This and that. Various things. I've been invited to preach by Young Gicho for the since I since I opened my mouth and I started speaking about mega church in their place. Every year they invite me to come. Even this year I couldn't go. I went, I told them I can't come. But I will come, but I can't come in time for your preaching. Because I've been invited to Malawi, I've been invited to Malawi, to South Africa, to Deban. Everywhere I go to Deban, I was in Deban, they invited the guy said, Look, I had a lot of people, but when you come, the people are really, really, really affect our church. We want you to come again. You and your wife and your children, just come. Yeah. You talk about churches and countries. We have gone to different kind of missionaries. We have sent, I don't know any church which sends missionaries. In Ghana, I know the Americans do that. We send missionaries to, to, to Nigeria, to Cote d'Ivoire, to Gambia, to Sierra Leone, to Liberia, to Ethiopia. To Kenya, to Uganda, to Central Africa. We have churches where there are wars. Oh yeah, we have churches where there are wars. I'm working on sending people into Malad. Do you know Blanta? Do you know Lilongwe? These are all places. Huh? <laughs> they are all places that, that, that exist. And to all sorts of places. French. My books have been translated into French. 
Yeah, Spanish. They are all in Spanish. I preach a crusade. We talk about healing. I've seen. Oh yeah. If I write it, you would think I have miracles every day. But if I write it, you see that every kind of miracle that you can imagine, I've seen one being testified from wheelchair to dead, from paralyzed to blind. I've seen blind. I could not see. I can see. I was totally blind. I've seen all deaf hearing. I've preached a crusade. I mean, thousands of people giving their life to Christ. So, if you talk about what have you done, what is the Lord, and so on, then for me, I could say, "Oh, I can rest now. No, I can retire. No, there are things to be done." And you see, you are going to be judged by how much God has placed in you. So some of you may get a higher, far higher reward than me, although you haven't written any book. Read the final question, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> but some of you will receive knocks and slaps. Because the books that were in you, you never wrote them. And the churches that were in you, you never started them. So how can you be satisfied? Some of you are not even pastors. And you sit here and you are happy, you are content. It's like, we are, we are okay. We are okay in the church. You do nothing. You just attend, you sit, you watch. Some of you are at the camp, you are even saying, you are lucky that I came this year. Pastor has forced for me to come. You are even lucky that I came to be here. Some of you are pastors of three people. Pastors of ten people. And you are okay with it. It's because your mind is not working well. Your mind is not working well. Your mind is not working correctly. Some of you are ladies, you are just happy to just have children. And bring forth and quarrel with your husbands. And face them and put them right. There's more to life than sorting out your husband. <laughs> why, oh, why, superfly? There's more to life <laughs> than sorting out and bringing him into order. Check this guy. I'm checking him. Check him and bring him into line. You're happy with yourself. You're happy. Some of you have never. There's nobody you can point to and say, This person, I brought him to Jesus Christ. One, two, three. And you are still happy. And you are not afraid. And you are about to go into eternity. So you don't know when it's going to be. Which is very long. And this one is a short opportunity. You are about to go in. You don't even know when. And you are okay. You feel free. Hey! You feel free. When they say the man said that, you will be, you'll be judged on how much everyone has gained by trading. Or trading means using. What? Is with you in your hand. They gave you one. What did you do with it? Me, what has God given me? The one that God gave me. This is what I'm doing. I'm not the best pastor. I'm not the best preacher. I'm not the best church. I'm trying to do my best with trading with what I have, the little I have. I'm trying to work with it. And it becomes more as I work with it. What is in you? What is in you? Some of you are churches sitting here, your whole churches. Some of you are ladies, you've just made up your mind. Only thing in your, your head is marriage, husband, and it's like you are attracted like how a fly or insect is attracted to the light. And when you get to the light, the light burns you and you die. <laughs> it's a curse. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So like, some of us brothers, we are just attracted by money. 
And we're just going towards the thing, going, 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 going. That's for all our and it's like we never and when we get that the thing burns. When we read the next chapter, he says that for we brought nothing to this and we it is certain we can take nothing out. Then he goes on and he says, Having food and raiment, let us there we be content. Then he goes on to the next one and he says, But they that will be rich. They that want to be rich will suffer many painful and hurtful experiences. And their, 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 their love will also often be drowned. Let us not... Why do you want to be rich? Why do you want to be rich? Why do you want to be rich? It's not a good vision for your life. It's not a good vision to have. So if you say, I'm going to be a rich man. I'm going to have a lot of money. It's not a good vision at all. I'm telling you, a vision is bad. It's a bad vision. It's a bad vision. And when you are saying that you don't want us to be rich, then one day you come and be raising money that we should give you the money. We, we are also not rich. <laughs> you see, I am telling you what is a good vision. What is a good vision? You see, a vision is what you see, it's what is before you, it's what drives you. Your vision drives you forward, it makes you take decisions in life, it makes you move ahead. And it's not a good vision to have a vision that all I want is to be rich. It is in the Bible. It's a bad vision. It's it's because, because brothers and sisters, the Bible says, the Bible says, and I'm giving you, I'm correcting visions today. I said, I'm correcting your vision today. A lot of things that pastors preach are not correct. One day a guy was preaching, he was saying that uh, Apostle Paul was go- with his wife, was moving with his wife Silas, and they were really blessing and so on. And the anointing was flowing, people were being blessed, people were receiving. And he was sad that Paul and his wife Silas. But they not have the wife. And Silas was not his wife. So sometimes the pastors are preaching things that are not correct. But the anointing is flowing. It's the mercy of God. Is the mercy of God. Is the mercy of God. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But do what? Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. It is not a vision. It's not a good vision if your vision is to be rich. To have a lot of money. It's a very bad vision. It's a very dangerous vision. It's a killer vision. It is, it is a satanic vision. It's a stupid vision. It's a foolish vision. It's a vision of deceptions. You are experiencing delusions and deceptions. You are deceived. It's the wrong thing. I am telling you today, I am telling you, it is in the Bible, it says, lay not up for yourself treasures in heaven. Do not. Uh, treasures on earth. Do not. Not that it's a good idea or this is a better. I said, lay not up. Huh. You keep watching me. Turn to First Timothy. Some of you are not happy with what I'm saying. And I wouldn't change it because of you. Verse 6. Godliness with contentment is great gain. We brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Verse 8. Having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Verse 9. Are you there with me? First Timothy chapter 6. You are still looking for Timothy? Have you found it? Okay, verse 9. It says, But they 
Ah, Anna, do you have the uh, version there? The contemporary version? Where's your big one? You didn't bring it. What Bible is this? Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, this one. It's okay. Verse 9. They that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish, foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. Verse 10. For the love of money, the love of money is the root of all evil which while some coveted after they have erred, made a mistake from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. Follow. You see, this is the vision God is giving you. Follow righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Where unto thou art called and hast professed a good profession. Are you listening to the word of God? This is what God, God is redirecting us at this camp to prepare for eternity. And God is showing you that a vision to be rich, to just have money, is a foolish vision. If I don't want to soften what I'm saying, it's a stupid vision. Nasty. Reverend Saki said, I don't like it at all. It's nasty. Ugly. Terrible. Local. <laughs> it's a stupid vision. I read it out to you. It's a foolish thing. It says, many they listen, listen to me, don't read your about for the love of money is the root of all evil. Well, some coveted which when some people coveted after they have erred. They made a mistake along the way when they started to convert after those things. They erred from the faith and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, you, man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness. Faith. Love. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the fight that is worth fighting. You see, the sorrows we pierce ourselves with, some are not just temptation of falling into sin, but even the sorrows of life, you just spend your life laboring for nothing. The few years that you have, you're just laboring and sweating for the air. He said, the Bible says, that, for what profit has he that hath labored for the wind? What profit has he that hath labored for the wind? That's a description of many of our lives. We have labored for the wind. You ask yourself, what have you, the wind blows. When you labor, you put it there, put it there for the wind. Ask yourself, for some of you, after your labor and labor and labor, you put it down. You are sitting there, there's still nothing. You labor, you put it down. And there's still nothing. God is saving us from having to labor for the wind. We can labor for eternity. One day we will be asked, how much? How much? How many? How many churches did you start? How many branches? That's why I train leaders. Because I want more churches. I want more churches. I want more pastors. I want more, more people. I don't know how to get more people. I keep praying to God to show me how to get more people. I want more pastors. That's why I hold shepherds camp. That's why I haven't been here. The only two times I've been to America this year. I came and did a night school in Maryland. I've come to do a shepherds camp here. All these two are geared at training people to become pastors. For what? For them to start more churches. For what reason? For the work to go on. To have more. So that when I get to heaven and they start counting how much. Uh, we gave you uh, 14 talents. Okay. He was, you know, he was Mills, DC. Okay. Okay. Then they make a calculation. That's the first part of my judgment. How much? And you are happy with your seven people. And you are happy with nothing. You, with your nothing. When you get to I've come. Foolish boy. 
Laughing. You've come at what? What are you coming to do here? Then you say, I've got a wife uh, in Ghana. And the wife, somebody else is coming for her. And it means nothing. Yeah, it means nothing. And your child, say your child, your this, your children. Look, I'll tell you something about it. It is God who can make your children be good children or not. Only God, look. Especially, you, you, you see how the world is now and your child grows up and starts to be, it's like his, uh, his uh, uh, role models are these uh, uh, Magic Johnson and uh, uh, these funny kind of people. What, what, what? <laughs> ben Laden. Why? <laughs> <laughs> right. Superfly wants to move around. Listen, let me read this from here. It says, We didn't bring anything into this world, and we won't take anything with us when we leave. So we should be satisfied just to have food and clothes. People who want to be rich fall into all sorts of temptations and traps. They are caught by foolish and harmful desires that drag them down and destroy them. The love of money causes all kinds of trouble. Some people want money so much that they have given up their faith and caused themselves a lot of pain. Timothy, you belong to God. So keep away from all these evil things. Try your best to please God and to be like Him. Be faithful, loving, dependable, gentle. Fight a good fight for the faith and claim eternal life. Amen. You see... When you have a vision, you are driven by the vision. It doesn't mean you won't have anything. I'm not poor at all. I'm not poor at all. I don't consider myself a poor person at all. Yeah. At all. I may not have what you have or what you think. You are thinking in your mind that he must have... If somebody says it's not poor, then it means that he has this and that and that. Especially when he says at all. But I, I, I don't need your $50 tip or your $100 tip. It, has, it wouldn't make much difference to my life. And that's one of the things that I also aimed at. Because I, I don't want to need people to because I want to preach to you whether you like it or not So, because if you are angry you get and I'm depending on your tip I always have to say nice things <laughs> that are going to make you tip me and I'm not a waiter so I don't need tips amen even as a, as a doctor I didn't know how to work for people to tip me because where I, where I come from you have to do that to people to tip you otherwise your salary will not be enough do they tip here in, in, in America too? Insurance will tip you. <laughs> Amen. I, 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 don't, I don't have any need. God keeps blessing me every day. I have more than enough. I have more cars than I can drive. Oh yeah. It is because it's a meaningless thing to me. I use it when I need it. I put it down. That's all. I have a place to stay. I have places to stay everywhere I go. Amen. I'm not after it. I'm blessed. But that's not my vision at all for a moment. For even one second. For even half a second. If it was, I wouldn't be here. This is a very difficult way to earn money. Very difficult. It's a very difficult way to earn money. <laughs> yeah, to preach. What about they said this year the preaching wasn't as good as last year? <laughs> so, so, so we are cutting your pay and your tips. So don't come next year. <laughs> it's a very difficult thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Amen. Amen. Are you listening? Louis, are you tired? You're not feeling well. Okay. Can you get a couch for her at the back? We can have people can lie down, you know. Can lie down, honestly. Some of the mothers are very tired. You are blessed. Amen. So, um, what were we talking about? It's a bad vision to, to, to be looking for money. Yeah. It's a dangerous because you will sacrifice things that you shouldn't sacrifice because of the money. Huh? That's why it's, it's a bad vision. And it is stupid because it's so short. Such a short life. That you, you are quiet and you just put it down. And it is stupid because it's so short. Such a short life. That you, you are quiet and you just put it down. Edna, is that not so? Yeah. You just get it all. And you put it down. And then you walk home without it. With nothing in your hand. For the long eternity. Why? Why? What was the point? When one of our pastors died, Pastor Sapai, he died when he was 27 years old. I asked myself, why did he die? But another thing that I thought about was that, you know, all along, perhaps he had been programmed to die at that age, but nobody knew. You get it? So his works that he could do for God was just that 27 years. And that was it. So we are here, we don't know how long we have to work. So how can you be happy you are not a shepherd? That's why I, I, I sing in the choir. I also sing. Have you not noticed that I sing? Yeah, yeah I sing. That's that I'm, I'm praying instruments. You are playing instruments now. I also play. How do you put it on? I also play. I also play. <laughs> I also play. I also come to church. But I am trying to do more. Because I know that one day, the souls that I have won will be counted. Pastor Andy, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12... How many souls have you won? Sister, are you a shepherd? Are you a shepherd or not a shepherd? You're not a shepherd. How many souls have you won? What's your name? Nadaline. Nadaline. How many souls? So far? Uh huh. Excusez-moi. How many souls? You can't really remember. Sister, are you a shepherd? Yeah. I'm being trained. You're being trained? Being trained? How many souls? Churches. Um, How many churches have you? None. <laughs> How many sheep do you have? Um, do you have sheep that gather and you preach to them? We have the Tuesday um, meetings that we go. Yeah. We are like three, so we just teach. You preach to the three. Do you preach or? Um, actually, I help. Assistant. You help. You're an assistant. You are an assistant of three, a leader of three. <laughs> this lady is an assistant of a leader of three people. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Patricia. How many people do you have? None. 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 I pray that next year when I ask you this question, how many people do you have? You will not say, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Amen? Yeah. 
I want to ask you this question. I want to ask you this question. Again. How many do you have? None. None. Next year it will change. Next year it will change. Yes. Yeah. How many dollars do you have? <laughs> A few. Not, A few. Not too much. Not too much. But you have some dollars and no souls. Some dollars and no souls, yes. Some dollars and, but next year it will be what? So all souls and... A few more dollars. A few more dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, how many souls do you have? Not much. Not much souls. How about degrees? A little bit. <laughs> babies. A lot. A lot of babies. Husbands. One. Clothes, shoes, plenty, dresses, more abundantly, souls, sheep, few. When you get the heavy, say, "These are my shoes. These are my dresses. These are my." <laughs> we have overloaded ourselves for this short journey, and there's nothing for the other journey. So those of you who are in America, say, "And." Eh, um, you see, this place, this place is different from uh, Ghana, from where you are coming from. Because over here, we are not able to do some of these things that you are doing in Ghana. Don't deceive yourself. God, God knows your works and where you are dwelling. And for the ministry, let me tell you something. Pharaoh will never want you to work for him. You have to force to work for God. Look, one of the difficult things on this earth is to work for God. Because the world is governed by the spirit of Pharaoh. And that spirit of Pharaoh will not allow you to be free. He will hit the burdens when you make any any sign of wanting to work for God. He says, no, 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 no. Why? What? What? I increase that. Bring more things for them to do. Give them some more bills. Uh, extra. Add some things to their uh, rent and their insurance. And give them some more. You say you want to, you say you want to go to where? Israel. You want to live in it? Uh, I'm the king here. I'm ruling. You say you are going to work for God? What? Uh, 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 add something to their insurance. Add something to their rent. Mortgage. Give them a mortgage quickly. They are beginning to have wrong ideas. Give them a mortgage quickly. At least 25 years we can guarantee that they are tied. Tie them, tie them. That's 25 years. The guy's having some wrong ideas. Ah! You say you want to do what? What do you mean? Tie them down quickly. Give them a new car. Ah! Show them that one. Flash it before that. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They give them some extra work. He's having some bad ideas. He wants to be free and he wants to go and work. And he wants to go to his land and do sacrifice. He, Moses said, I want to go and, and do sacrifice to my God. What? Where do you get such idea from? It seems you are not working hard enough. <laughs> you are too free. You don't have enough debts. You don't have enough mortgages. You don't have enough bills. Let me get some more bills to your life. They're having two wrong ideas at such a time. I preach at Pharaoh. I got the tapes at the back there. Make sure you get it. Spirit of Pharaoh. The treasure cities. I'll talk about it. Maybe. To work for him. Oh man. I say, for me to work for him, I've had to force my way like this. So now you see me preaching. It looks natural to you now, but I've forced to be in the ministry. Anybody who be in the ministry as a lay person, or as a full-time person, you have to weave your way until you are in. Yeah. Otherwise, you will never. It's something very hard to enter. He will try to... And you, that's why you say that. We'll be in America. America is not like this. It's not like that. It's that we have this. We have that. We have, we have all these problems. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, very, very, very important for you to know that God will assess you based on how much. 
Some of you are to write books. I'm not the only one to write books. Some of you to write tracts. Some of you are to write books. I'm not the only one to write, to write books. Some of you are to start churches more than a church. You see, everybody here who is a pastor, you get it? Could you understand what I'm saying? Have the vision to have more church branches of your church. It's because I have the vision to have more churches. That's why I meet with the people to train them like I'm doing. Nobody sees me what I'm doing here. Rarely do I go around in some of the big places. I've had some of these invitations. People have told me. You know, some of the pastors you see on TBN have told me, come to my church. Come to my church. What do you do? I come to America, but nobody's in some hole, hidden in some little room somewhere with my people, training them to be pastors. This is all that I do. Yeah. Amen. That's what I'm doing. I also know how to do miracles and to preach and to let people be happy and to make people very impressed but I'm training because I want more fruit and that's why I keep talking about the work of God and encouraging you pain have I not been talking about all the years is that not all that I've been saying for more because the day will come there will be how much you will be asked how much how much how much have you gained from that thing I put in how much how much and, and, and it shouldn't be like Carol's answers. I've got a lot of shoes. I've got a lot of dresses. I've got a one husband, a lot of babies. I've got a house. I've got a lot of dollars. I've got the souls. Ah, just uh, one or two. One or two souls. Now, at this camp, let me get God give you a new vision. It's not that we, we need money. Look, when I, talk, when I start to talk about the needs that we have as a church now. Oh, man. You see, the projects as you grow, they are so many, so big. I right now as I'm standing, I need six million dollars to do the work of God. For what is just in front of me. Now, when I lay it before you, we need six million dollars now to do the work. I don't know how I'm going to get that money. But that's the sort of money that is so I I need to have rich people in the church. I need to have people who can give. But I'm telling you that it's a stupid vision. To have your, your vision is that money. One person stood inside my office and he said to me, I like money. I said, it's a wrong thing to say. Don't say that again. Don't say that again. I really like money. But I really like money. <laughs> you really like money. Amen. So brothers and sisters, how much? Now, I made a covenant with the Lord. Look at how much I have done. Relative to you, it's not much, but relative to you, look at how much I've done. I made a covenant with the Lord. When Yogito dedicated our buildings and so on, I was praying. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? What else do you want me? I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done more than everybody I know around me. What do you want me to do? And then I made a covenant with the Lord. I'm going to start 1,000 churches in Ghana. It's 1,000 churches. More than churches. And I've, I've, I've started on that. I've started... I've started training now. I've grown wild. I've appointed somebody as in charge of church planting. I said, God told me, if you don't put somebody in charge of this thing full time, it will not, it will not be real. I've started this new vision, church planting. I've, I have different groups. I've talked to my shepherds. Talk to them. I said, how many of you want to start churches? We'll go outside our town. People will travel from Accra to just outside the city. You know, like to the mountains, where Pastor Joel's father comes from. Like all those towns, every town, every village, every place around. They are going there. I've got, when you come to the office, you see maps all on the wall. We are getting all the places. And then I'm training. I've got different people. I call people. I said, anybody who wants to be a pastor, a shepherd, a leader, you want to be involved in work. You are not a shepherd. You are not a pastor. You are not come for night school. I've got about 500 or 600 people. They are there. I trained them night school. And out of that group, after I preached for them for some time, I said, how many want to do church planting? I've got about 100 or 200 of them. And I've called them. Those are going to be the new covenant churches. Then I called my shepherds. I talked to them for a long time. How many of you want to be involved with church planting? About 90 of them said they wanted to. So I said, you are the new wave churches. Then I called another group. I said, how many want to start this thing from the metro churches? How many want to be involved? Okay, you are the new. So now I have new wave churches, new covenant churches, new uh, New wine churches, new different groups of churches, hundreds of them. And we are training them, teaching them. I've got new general overseers 
to over each one. You are over these 90 people, you are over these 50, and we are going to the towns, to the every place where there are souls, all around, planting churches. Nobody is paying anything. We don't pay anybody. You pay your own transport and go to these towns. You preach. And if you go to the village, one day I called a carpenter in our church, the one who made our pews. I said, I'm sacking you from the church. I'm sacking you from the church. You come to the church every time. Go and preach. I sacked him. He's going to start a church. Amen. And today, instead of coming to listen to me every Sunday, he climbs up to Latte, to the mountain, and he has a church. Last time I asked, how many people? I said, we have 40 people on Sunday sitting there. He said, you keep sitting there watching me. I'm preaching to you. Are you also a pastor? Only that you just keep watching me. So I sacked him. Then there were two of them. Pastor Richard's brother. And I said, I wonder, I said, you two of you are preaching there. I'm sacking one of you from there. Go downstairs and start another chair down the mountain. Hallelujah. And they are chatting everywhere. Not for money. I asked them, how much did you get for the offering? And he stood up. I said, Rory, how much did you get for the offering? He said, I had a 4, 000, two offerings, a 4,000 CDs. 4,000 CDs is what? 50 cents. 55 cents. That's the offering. Two offerings. And one of one, one has a four thousand, another has seven thousand, one dollar. And we are going to build church buildings at all these. That's why I said I need six million dollars, because we want to build buildings, buy land, build buildings more. We we want to fill the whole place with churches. How much have you done? One day you will be asked that question. How much have you done with what was given to you? How much have you done with what is in you? You see, you've you got to place people in your church. You've got to train them to be pastors, not just be preaching to them. Pastor Andy, you get it? You've got to send people. At times, you have to send your nice people. Samson, is that not so? And you must pray for more. You want more people to come to church. You must want more people to teach them and to train them. And those of you, some of you ladies, you, you, all your mind is not, your mind is not working well. Just as a man, some of our minds are not working well. You are thinking of the wrong things. If your vision is money, your vision is marriage. Look, marriage, you have a vision for marriage. When you marry, you see that, ah, it's not what I thought. That's why many women's hearts are broken. They are disappointed. It's not what they thought. Lily, is marriage what you thought it was? <laughs> Sansa, don't worry. <laughs> Why, why is it not what you thought it was? Huh? <laughs> she can't talk. Samson, is marriage what you thought it was? Yes and no. Come see, come sir. Is it what you thought it was? What did you think marriage was? I thought some exciting. I mean, everything. <laughs> you be on a uh-huh. like some romantic. Yeah. Three sixty-five days in the year, you are happy and excited, no yeah. trouble. Yes. Like when everybody sees you, you are happy. Exactly. Like your 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 husband goes out to work, and then he comes in the evening, and you just hi, honey, welcome, darling, and he comes. Uh, it doesn't happen like that at all. <laughs> 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 they come in and then they give you a kiss. Mm, hi, darling. So one day I was talking to someone. <laughs> I asked the brother, "Have you been kissing your wife?" It's a long time. <laughs> I forgot how to kiss. <laughs> it's a long time since any such thing happened. <laughs> yeah. Nice words. Isn't it? We, we thought it was what? Nice, li- nice words. You know, it's like, darling. Now. Some of the men thought that it was just beautiful girl. She's fresh. She's exciting. 
when they married her, she was fresh, but she was not excited. <laughs> she was boring. She was a dead body. Cadaver. When you see them coming down the aisle, dum da 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 you think they can ever quarrel. Me as a man, when I see young, beautiful ladies, I can't imagine that they can quarrel. But you ladies, you know yourselves. <laughs> you are wild. You are wild. There are more quarrels in you than you can imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there are churches in you as well. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, how much? How much? Then we, we, we've been doing crusades. We have a big track and all that. But it came to a point, I said, you know, how much can we do in one year? If we have these crusades, how much can we do? I said, Reverend Saki, how many times? Every time we go over, we, say, we, we, we meet in, in Mampong. I said, how many crusades can you have? And I also need you in Accra. How many times, how many crusades? So we look at it and say, look, we can do more. You see, that is my mind. My mind is, how much more can we do with the short time we have? Nobody knows when the time will end. A time may come, you can't stay there. Amen. Amen. So I said, look, let's form an army. Let's get about a hundred people, fifty people, and send them as an army to go around from town to town to town. When they get to the town, they set up their tents like soldiers. They will live there, spend two days, go witnessing in the morning, talk to everybody in the town, the village, invite them, set up the crusade, put on the lights, and then in the evening, do the crusade and preach to the whole town. Give them uh, clothes, free clothes and anything that we have. Preach to them, pray for them, lead them to Christ. Then pack all your things and the army moves to the next town. And when you get to the next town, you set up independent tents, water, food, everything. Set it up. Then you go to the next town. All the different towns in the whole country. And I said, if that army is going, like by this week, they've gone to two places, three places. So every week as they go, they will go to so many different, different, different towns. Africa is like that. Africa has small, small, small towns all over the place. So we can do more. So I said, let's get 50 people. That's why I said I need $6 million. 50 people, 100 people. Let me get buses. I need two buses. I've been raising money in Accra for a bus. I said, I want to buy a bus. Give me $50 million, $10,000 to buy a bus. Just give me a bus. I'll put the people in and send them out. And I'm going to feed them. We're going to give them rice, oil, food, whatever. They'll sustain them out there. And they keep going from town. And I have an evangelist on duty who will go and be with them. We, I bought the tents. VIP, we have VIP tents. When you come to Accra and you could say, I will send you visit for one day and you preach there you sleep in the tent you have a VIP toilet you dig the ground and then you are inside the toilet on the, on the ground you'll be happy you have your own shower like soldiers I got it I brought all these things from South Africa beautiful military stuff yeah and they are going around I want to do more I'm doing crusade but I can do more because one day I'm going to stand there like that and I'm going to give account of how much how much and you, you've not even had one crusade. You've not even once. And you are happy. No, don't be happy with yourself. Sit up from today and say, no, there is something in me. And you know me? Nobody gave me, nobody gave me a chance. Stand up, everybody. Nobody gave me a chance to do well in the ministry. Amen? Are you listening to me? People never thought I would do well. Brother, what's your name? Ray. Have you been a class prefect before? Give me a microphone. You've been a class prefect before? Wh- which class? Um, I think it was from class one to class six. I was prefect through. You were Actually, through? school prefect because we were the pioneers. So you were even the school prefect? Yeah. Look at this guy. Have you been a prefect before? Yeah. Of what? School. Of which secondary school? I mean, what was it? School prefect, class prefect? Class prefect, yeah. Class prefect. This guy was a class prefect. Have you been a prefect before? Yes. Of what? House prefect. House prefect. Look at that. Could you have you been a prefect before? Of what? Entertainment. 
Has a friend, have you been a prefer before? Entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs> Bad boys are in Christ today. <laughs> Amen. I, I have never been a prefect. I was never chosen. Never. I've never even been a blackboard monitor before. The blackboard. One who cleans the blackboard. Never. Never. I've never been an assistant prefect before. I've never been chosen. I tried. Not that I didn't want. I tried. I tried to be elected. I tried to be chosen. And I was never chosen. One of my saddest experiences was when I was in Achimota school and they were, I was going to six form and they were choosing a prefect. And I campaigned, I talked to my friend and said, try, let me at least, <laughs> the prep prefect, at least I can be the prep prefect. Because the prep prefect doesn't do much. And I said, I can be the prep prefect. And that's a bit. All I have to do is to arrange the tables and show everybody where you sit. I said, I can be the prep prefect. And the guy said, I am guaranteeing you, you are going to be the prep prefect. We are going to choose you as a prep prefect. And I was so confident. And when finally they brought out the list of prefects, I knew that I was a prep prefect. But lo and behold, somebody else was made the prep prefect. And I was not made any prefect. Scripture union. They didn't choose me. Even in the scripture union, I wasn't chosen. Perhaps I don't look like a leader. You get what I'm saying? Because I don't have the appearance that you think of, of, of a leader. They gave all the posts. They gave the president, vice president, prayer secretary, um, organizing secretary, treasurer, everything. And when they had finished, they realized I was still around. So they created a new post. Now, I had this new Homeland Security uh, Secretary has been uh, created. They created a new one, a prayer secretary for the West. It's like the step uh, child's uh, prayer secretary. Not even that the overseer of that side, but the prayer secretary. I wasn't chosen. But today, look at me. Look at how I'm working for the Lord. Look at the churches that I'm establishing. Look at the... A leadership that I, I, I am affording for the for the work of the Lord. You get it? So you may not be a likely person for the kingdom, for the work. And people may not even choose you. And some of you have been, look at this gentleman, he's been a class prefect. Are you a pastor? Are you a shepherd? You've been a class prefect all his life. People have been prefects. I was never. Michael, have you been a prefect before? Second year medical school. You are the prefect of your class. Huh? Vice president. Vice president. Yeah, see? <laughs> but here we are. And I'm working for the Lord. So people may not choose you. But God will choose you. To work for him. Amen. Amen. He will. Hallelujah. Amen. So God will ask Pastor Joel how much he did in America for him whilst he was here. And in his life. What will you say when the how much is asked? So everyone here must decide to become a pastor. Amen. Totally. Write down, sit down, write down. I have decided to be a pastor. Write it down. I have decided to be a pastor. Now, how many realize that it makes sense? Yeah. Now, a pastor, not by a post like, this is my post. Because now, we, we, we even relieve pastors of their posts. Amen. Are you there? Are you tired? You sure you're not tired? Alright. Amen. Amen. Write it down. I, in capital letters, if you wrote it in small letters, change it to capital letters, write a big box around it. I have decided to be a pastor. And write the date on it so that you can remember one day. I have decided to be a pastor. 
Amen. So that on that day, when the roll is called up yonder, you will be among the number. Not only will you be saved, but you will have something to show. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.